informative, entertaining, and predictably unpredictable. Along with some good advice from your Uncle Jim. This is the Jim Villanucci Show on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. All right, Bill Cosby has been released from prison. That was uh, big news this week. Cosby telling ABC's Lindsey Davis on the phone after his release that his conviction did not match the truth. Tonight, his accusers also reacting to the news. He is no longer in prison. And nobody had the sense to say, wait one second. This doesn't match up with the truth. This is not what I was taught in college. This is not what I was taught at home, et cetera, et cetera. Tonight, Bill Cosby talking to ABC News just hours after becoming a free man. His 2018 sex assault conviction overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court after an appeal. Justice is ruling he should not have been prosecuted because of a deal with former DA Bruce Castor that he would not be charged if he agreed to testify in a 2005 civil suit brought by accuser Andrea Constand. Today's ruling stated that in accordance with the advice of his attorneys, Cosby relied on Castor's public announcement he would not be prosecuted. But Castor's successor used Cosby's testimony as a key piece of evidence more than a decade later. Bill Cosby was convicted of drugging and sexually assaulting Constant, serving two of his three to ten year sentence before his release today. Dozens of other women accused Cosby of drugging and sexually assaulting them. Today's news leaving many of his accusers stunned and angry. I'm concerned that women will think that they shouldn't come forward. I can tell you as somebody who did, it was challenging, it was scary. Uh, there were times when I was called horrible names. Today, Cosby's longtime co-star, Felicia Rashad, tweeted support saying, quote, a miscarriage of justice is corrected. She followed that up with another tweet saying she supports survivors of sexual assault and did not intend to be insensitive, quote, their truth, Judy. All right. Uh, is there anybody that, uh, well, first of all, you probably have to say that based on the uh, the technicality Probably the correct legal decision, but still uh, very disappointing that the prosecutor screwed up. Uh, I will say that. Does anybody believe that he did not do all these things, by the way? When you look at all of the uh, creepy Me Too guys, was he the worst of the worst? Was he worse than Weinstein? Uh, I think he probably was. He liked to uh, he liked to have sex with ladies who didn't move. Apparently, I, I don't get that. I don't know what that's all about. It's uh, speaking of sexual assault. There is a uh, a pitcher for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers named Trevor Bauer, who's in uh, who's in trouble. A woman allegedly assaulted by Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer visited a doctor with two black eyes, a bulging bruised lip, uh, and there's photos. Uh, Bauer's uh, people claim that she consented to rough sex. The 27-year-old woman said she suffered from massive headaches and vomited after the second of two violent encounters with the, uh, with the all-star pitcher. 
Bauer choked her unconscious, sodomized her without consent, and punched her in the face, vagina, and elsewhere, she alleged. During the second assault, she said she blacked out after he choked her unconscious. I regained consciousness even more disoriented. I had terrible pain behind both of my ears. I tasted blood in my mouth, and I felt that my lip was split open. My whole body hurt, and I couldn't even tell if he was having sex with me. Okay, I've seen the pictures. I believe that this all happened. Uh, I, I believe that they're both insane. And I'll tell you why. Uh, they met on uh, they met on Instagram, and then they met in person at Bowers' home on April eighteenth. And she said he was violent, and it included anal sex, which she did not consent to. And he, you know, he beat her up on April eighteenth. Then they decided to get together again on May 15th, and they had sex again, which escalated into him punching her after he choked her unconscious, and uh, apparently if you look at the uh, the text exchanges, uh, they were both into it. Now, I'll just say this. If you're a dude and you run across a lady who, yeah, just choked me a little, eh, just beat me up a little, maybe I got some weird rape fantasy that we can do, run. Run as fast as you can. Okay? So after the first time, he beat her up. So you want to go out again? Yeah, that was a game changer, she replies. Tell me more. Never been more turned on in my life, she says. Give me all the pain. Really? When you were going out or when you woke up? Going out. Now that I know what it feels like to wake up from it, it feels good to wake up from that. You turned me on so much. Now I want your arm around my neck from behind. And she shares an emoji of a blowing kiss. That was after their first encounter. She wants a couple of slaps, another handprint on her. Okay. Ladies? If this happens to you the first time, are you going to want to do it again? And if you do, that's on you. All right? And I'm not saying this guy's not a creep or an idiot. If you have a $100 million baseball contract, and there's some crazy groupie out there that likes to be knocked around a little bit, yeah, find somebody else. Or have her sign something before. No, no, don't even do that. Just just go away. Anyway, would uh, 
like to get your thoughts. And, you know, there was a couple Cosby accusers. You know, the first time I met Bill Cosby, I woke up and he was standing over me. Then I met him a couple months later in Lake Tahoe, and the same thing happened again. Okay, well, that one's on you. First one's on him. Uh, 505-243-3333, call or text. News Radio, KKOB. All right, the uh, Trevor Bauer accuser woman. A bunch of text messages of her asking for all the pain. Apparently some people are into the holiday. And Biden patting himself on the back after America added 850,000 jobs last month. He is claiming it is all because of trillions in government spending. Watch. None of this happened by accident. Again, it's a direct result of the American Rescue Plan. The last time the economy grew at this rate was in 1984. And Ronald Reagan was telling us it's morning in America. Well, it's getting close to afternoon here. The sun is coming out. The White House is getting mocked as well for a corny social media post bragging about how Americans will save 16 cents this year on food at their 4th of July barbecues. And Biden was in no mood to take tough questions heading into the holiday weekend. I want to talk about happy things, man. It's 4th of July. I'm concerned that you guys are asking me questions that I'll answer next week. But on this holiday weekend, I'm going to celebrate it. There's great things happening. Economy's growing faster than any time in 40 years. We've got a record number of new jobs. COVID deaths are down 90%. Wages are up faster than any time in 15 years. We're bringing out our, bringing our troops home. All right, so Will... Don't you dare ask the president about Afghanistan as he's no. heading to a barbecue. That is just <laughs> unacceptable. It concerns him. What concerns you about what came out of his mouth? All right, that's uh, President Biden taking credit for the uh, economy. 505-243-3333. Hello. Jim, uh, you know, just being politically uh, astute, you, everybody knows that when the economy is good, the president gets the credit, and when the economy is bad, the president gets the blame. And even Trump, who had a very good economy <clears throat> before the pandemic hit, he was sailing to a re-election. But for that, uh, but for the coronavirus arriving on our shores, I think he would have won, and it would have been on a strong economy. I would have hated to admit that he was the steward of a strong economy, but again, he gets the credit because he's the president when it's happening. Uh, yes, that's the way it's always been, yeah. That's the way it's always been, and that's the way it will continue to be. So, good job, Biden. Thank you for the uh, awesome job creation. You want to talk about uh, Trevor Bauer? Yeah, Trevor Bauer. You know, Jim, my rule of thumb has always been, and will continue to be, that if one woman comes forward to accuse a famous celebrity of some sexual wrongdoing... I am not inclined to take her word for it. Now, I know that goes against the liberal creed of all women, something, something. I don't even remember exactly what the creed is. But All women are to uh, be believed. All, all women are to be believed. Yes. And I'm not saying they're not to be believed. I'm not saying that. But it can't just be one. For me, I mean, for Ethan, your mileage may vary, Jim. But for me, it has to be a, at least a couple or three or four or a pattern. You know, Jeffrey Epstein pattern roger ailes a pattern bill cosby a pattern matt lauer 
a pattern. Donald Trump, a pattern. This is, these are individuals who have multitudes of women coming forward saying, telling almost the same story. And when you have, you know, when you have one, uh, no, I don't know about that. Two, three, seven, 14, 56 women, you know, then it gets to the point where, yeah, I think this guy, and it was a tragedy what happened with Bill Cosby being released. I, I really feel for those women. He never offered any remorse, no apology. It's disgusting. Um, it's a it's a sad situation. Okay, but... Trevor Bauer, you, you got a young lady here who allegedly, based on these text messages, likes to be choked out. She likes to be smacked around. So he chokes Never her out and it... smacks her around. <laughs> Jim, a rule of thumb for those of you ladies out there who are interested in celebrities... Never put anything in writing. She put out texts that basically exonerate the guy. I mean, if you're putting texts out into the multiverse, she put out texts that basically exonerate the guy. Right. Yeah. So if she was uh, looking for money, uh, she's going about it wrong. A uh, gay couple wins their case against a florist after the Supreme Court rejected the appeal over the objections of three conservative justices the US Supreme Court has turned away an appeal from a Washington state flower shop that violated state anti-discrimination laws by refusing to serve a same-sex couple on religious grounds Uh, gay people asked them to arrange wedding flowers uh, for their wedding. They say doing so would violate their religious beliefs. After Kurt and I were turned away from our local flower shop, we canceled the plans for our dream wedding because we were afraid it would happen again. Okay, because it's really hard to find a gay florist in the Seattle area. It's probably hard to find a not-gay florist in the Seattle area. With the help from the ACLU, the couple sued the shop under Washington's anti-discrimination law, which says businesses that are open to the general public cannot refuse to serve someone based on sexual orientation. Anyway, it went all the way to the Supreme Court. They uh, they rejected the appeal. The uh, gay couple wins. Now, if you're in the business of selling and arranging flowers, and somebody's going to pay you a couple thousand dollars to set up flowers at their wedding, eh, take the money. But if you don't want to, uh, I guess this is uh, your business. I think they even said, we'll sell you the flowers, but you need to arrange them yourself. What about arranging flowers is against somebody's religion? Because they're gay people, you're arranging for a gay thing? Are they going to be banished? I don't know. I don't like anybody in this story. I'll just say that. Me either. Why did? Why is everybody so ready to sue everybody? But to say you had to cancel your dream wedding 
because you didn't think you'd find another uh, florist that could do this for you. <sighs> All right. This is a uh, website they called the Conservative Truth. The battle between religious freedom and LGBT discrimination continues. Which is which? When is it okay for one situation? When is it not okay for another? Well, the Washington Supreme Court has ruled against ruled against a florist who reserved, refused service for a gay couple's wedding. This was Arlene's Flowers. This happened all the way back in 2013. And originally, the florist was fined for not servicing the gay couple, for not basically creating the floral arrangement. Now, originally, she had stated that she would provide all materials necessary for the couple in order for them to create their own flowers, but she would not create their own custom arrangement. Now, a similar situation took place in the Jack Phillips case where he refused to bake a custom cake for a gay wedding, but also said that he would sell them a pre-made cake, just would not do the custom cake. Now, in that case, Jack Phillips won. We'll, we'll, sell, you, we'll sell you the cake. It was a very, very... We'll sell you the cake. We're just not going to draw the penis on it. I don't know. We're picking nits here at some point. Look, here's a cake. Here's the the spooge. You write on it. You write whatever the hell you want on there. But uh, we're not going to write on it because that's too gay. Uh, Dave, you're on KKOB. Hello. Jimbo, what's up? What's up, Dave? Man, you're pretty graphic today. Well, yeah. Trevor, Trevor Bowden, or whatever the heck his name is. Trevor the Choker. Uh, why is this like you? You used to brag about you make a buck fifty, and this guy's making a hundred and fifty buck fifties. Yes. Why is he picking on stuff on social media? This guy could have any girl in the world. Well, so could Bill Cosby, but he wants them to be very still. Well, no, but the point, the point is... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think, hear, I, I, to answer I, your question... I, I, hear, I think you're right on. I think you... To answer your question, I think this is what he's into. And he found a young lady who's into it. So they were happy for a while, and then maybe she changed her mind and decided that, you know, she could make some money off these photos. I don't know. Or the next time that uh, she came to, she'd be dead. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, I mean, he... He's high profile. Everybody knows he just went to L.A. And I, I want to commend you. I'm, when I was calling her, I want to commend you for pointing it out. Men, you hear this stuff from some woman, run like hell. Yeah. There are uh, crazy people out there. And I'm only speaking for dudes because I'm a dude. There's uh, women out there that are into some weird stuff. And uh, if anything goes wrong, it'll be your fault. You choke them out, they die. You know, something like that. Something, uh, I don't know. And you need to have a safe word. Do you have a safe word, Hammer? 
No, I do not. Do you know what mine is? Ouch! <sighs> nah. Let's uh, let's regroup here. Do you know? Do we have a code for the Uber Excuse drive me? this weekend? It's it's on the ad. Okay, I'll, I'll, that I'll keeps look. playing. Uh, text something to something. Is that what they're asking about? Somebody planning on getting drunk, getting ten dollars towards their Uber. Well, just got to be prepared. That'll, just get, you, in that'll case. get you halfway home, and then you have to walk. All right, we will continue. That. Uh, if you run into one of these people, run away. Or not, it's entirely up to you. Or straight to the altar. Yeah, there you go. Wow, look at you, Hammer. 505-243-3333. This is from some uh, YouTube site called mm, Baby Baseball. Enjoy this great game. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hum Baby Baseball channel. And in today's video, we are going to take a look at what we're being told are the text messages between Trevor Bauer and the woman who is saying that he sexually assaulted her on two different occasions. I talked about this yesterday in a video, and I had some comments saying, hey, why didn't you show the text messages? I think that's a good point. These text messages do show what she was asking for, and they kind of show that it's going to be hard for her to prove that he did anything because she's asking for extremely violent behavior. Does that excuse Trevor Bauer from doing it? Not in my mind because it's a stupid move anyway, like I said yesterday, to choke someone out you don't know very well. <laughs> that sounded just stupid, like it's wrong to choke someone out whether you know them well or not, actually. But I understand sexually there's you know different things people are into. So from that aspect, okay, if you know somebody really well, especially if they're your significant other or wife, and y'all are into what you're into, okay, you're into what you're into. That is fine, but I'm talking about someone you don't know very well, asking you to do this stuff that's pretty violent, very violent. I understand, you know, obviously Trevor Bauer was into it. We'll see in these text messages, but nevertheless, I mean, you have to know you're a big profile athlete, and doing that is just asking for trouble, and, and now he's having trouble. Um, whether this Have you ever said, hey, baby, choke me out? That's what I'm into. How do you just casually bring that up on that first meeting? I I don't know. Just choke me out. All right. This is going to stick as a charge, whether he's going to end up getting charged, going to prison, losing his career, all that. I don't know, but these text messages make me think he's he's his lawyers have a lot to work with. His lawyers definitely have a lot to work with. So we're going to look at these text messages that were exchanged between the Dodgers pitcher and the accuser appearing to show the woman asking for Bauer to get physical with her and for him to give her pain. The text messages were allegedly exchanged between the 1st, April 22nd, and the 2nd, May 15th, sexual encounter between Bauer and the woman. Now, quick warning, I don't. these contain some crazy stuff. I'm going to read these. We're going to talk about it, but just a warning here. Could be a little bit graphic here. There's some stuff in here that... Uh, uh, you get the idea. I, I read you the the uh, clean version of the, uh, of the text, but I don't know. Is, uh, is regular sexual activity so boring for some people that they have to... Uh, Almost die to enjoy it? They, yeah, exa- great question, Hammer. 
I don't get it. I just, you know, you know what I like to do? I, I like for you to choke me until I pass out. And, uh, you know, slap me around a little bit. Where was this lady when Bill Cosby needed her? Well, he'll choke you out. He likes his women unconscious. Oh, anyway, does anybody care about this? Apparently not. 5-5-2-4-3-33-33, the uh, Bill Cosby accusers are, uh, are not happy. I was just absolutely in shock. I'm stunned. We had just gotten a letter not that long ago saying that his parole was uh, preemptively denied. His three to ten year sentence was coming up for parole hearing uh, in September, September 25th, in fact, this year. And uh, once we heard that his parole was denied because he showed no remorse and refused to participate in any of the programs for uh, abusers, um, they felt that it was uh, worthy of, of being declined. And and for this to come out of left field is just, uh, it's a gut punch. I mean, there's, there's, there's no other way to describe it. You know, and, and for a legal glitch, to come up after all of this is just, you know, what does that say about a woman's worth, a woman's value? You know, do, do, do our lives mean nothing? All of the lives that he damaged, not to mention our children, how, how we respond to our children and our personal relationships, you know, it has impacted the lives of well over 60 women, the 60 that came public and those of us who did not go public because... All right, uh, so uh, Bill Cosby out of prison, he said he wants to do stand-up again. <laughs> oh, man. No, I never met Bill Cosby. People keep asking me that on the text. Uh, not only that, I never thought he was funny. I never thought Bill Cosby was funny. I never thought Bob Hope was funny. I don't think Larry the Cable Guy's funny. These are obviously people more successful than me. I get that. But just not my cup of tea. Uh, Bert, you're on KKOB. Hello. Yes, sir. A comment in reference to the baseball pitcher. Sounds like they were both just normal extremists having too much fun. The question then becomes, is there such a thing as too much fun? Thank you, sir. All right, Bert, that that didn't creep me out too much. There ain't such thing as too much fun. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, Choking people unconscious is too much fun. All right. Okay. Uh, there is a uh, little festival going on in uh, Roswell, which is based on a bunch of bullcrap. 
1947, a high-altitude spy balloon crash-landed. And ever since, they've been dining off the story that it was aliens. And it wasn't. Just to stop it. I know it's good for tourism. I get that. But let's stop having this festival based on a lie. During the beginning of the Cold War, there were high-altitude spy balloons all over the West Coast spying on uh, Russia. They build them at Los Alamos. It's not a secret. People that think it was aliens, get over yourself. What what makes more plausible sense? High-altitude spy balloons flying on the Russians? Nah, aliens. All right, so uh, there's that. Uh, Biden is uh, taking credit for uh, the uh, great economy, proclaiming more or less that it's uh, morning in America. I have that for you on the other side, and then we'll get into some local stuff. 505-243-3333, call or text. We have a sponsor. Rick the Mortgage Grandfather has been in the building and loan business since 1976. In that time, he's helped thousands of folks realize the American dream of owning a home, and he wants to help you, too. Get a free quote at whatsyourrate.com. That's whatsyourrate.com. Give him a call, and he'll help you with your mortgage. 505-EZR-NEXA, 505-EZR-NEXA, or go to themortgagegrandfather.com. Close on a new home or refine two to three weeks, currently averaging about 15 days. NMLS 212-841. Before the uh, break, Abdul, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. What's up? Uh, Jim, right? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, I'm calling about that uh, woman that didn't want that turned her back to the flag. Yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Jordan. I came here about 40-some years ago uh, because this is the land of opportunities, the land of the free, and uh, not standing up to the flag and turning you back to it, I think we should get the hell out of this country. Because, hey, it's a beautiful country. Uh, I'm with you on that, brother. It's Abdul. He owns an appliance store. All right. I I, why did I, I don't know that. My friend, my friend, is just like Sony. All right, we will continue. News Radio KKOB. Depend on it. All right, we got a uh, buttload of uh, local stories we can throw into the uh, open topic hour. How to keep your pet safe and calm this 4th of July weekend. Really? Just stop shooting off fireworks. Once again, if you're an adult blowing off fireworks, I hope you lose all your fingers and there's a long line at the emergency room. They're out getting ready to celebrate by buying some of their favorite fireworks like Good Time and Sparklers. But the 4th of July can be a tough time for our pets, with many of them running away from home out of fear. The bright lights, colorful display, and loud pops. That's what many of us humans love about fireworks. But for our four-legged friends... 
it can be a nightmare. With all the bright colors, the loud bangs, the loud noises, with them coming one after another after another, dogs have been known to, when they're in a serious panic, they will break through a window. They will go right out a screen door. Sarah Heffern is the executive director of Watermelon Mountain Ranch, a Rio Rancho animal shelter. She says there's things you can do to help prevent the panic. She suggests having calming oils, sprays, or even CBD treats ready. She said, Really? Get your dog high? Uh, get your dog a pair of noise-canceling headphones. All right. Are you on Team Firework or Team Dog? As her dachshund has high anxiety. So for 4th of July, I have a kennel that I put in, you know, it gets put into my closet where it's dark. gets cut, covered a little bit with a blanket. That way he has... You see what you're doing, you idiots? This poor lady has to put her animal in a cage in the closet in the dark because of your stupid neighborhood fireworks and give him uh, cannabis gummies and and essential oils or some some nonsense a safe spot it kind of it muffles the noise it muffles everything that's going on another great option is thunder jackets those are <laughs> what hold the phone hold the phone thunder jackets let's hear anti-anxiety jacket you can also turn on the tv or radio to distract them but what happens if your four-legged friend does get away once a pet is picked up as a bound stray they're going to be taken to the municipal shelter the municipal like albuquerque animal welfare or rio rancho animal control they're going to scan for that chip they're going to look for signs of ownership first so you'll want to make sure that your pet has a collar or tag with your current information on it and that they're microchipped just in case they don't understand that this is a light show for the humans to enjoy. All they feel is like t- terrified and panic that the, that something's attacking their home. All right. So just stop it. You're horrible people. You're scaring dogs. They got to wear a thunder jacket. They got to they got to eat cannabis gummies. They got to be put in a closet in the dark in a cage. Gotta gotta play soothing music on the radio, whatever. Unreal. Forget it if your natural kids are scared, but be safe with your dogs. Yeah. Uh, some new liquor laws go into effect, have gone into effect Thursday. A sweeping overhaul of New Mexico's liquor laws go into effect tomorrow, but some of the biggest components are still on hold. News 13's Courtney Allen joins us with details. Jess, restaurants say the parts of this bill they were most excited about, they don't expect to be able to take advantage of for several months. Starting Sunday, all Range Cafe locations will start serving alcohol right when they open at 7 a.m. All right, do we, do we, do we need the uh, 7 a.m. Uh, crew drinking? Well, back in my drinking days, heck yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Is this just like the person that's just going to have one mimosa? No. I just one Bloody Mary? No. If you're drinking at 7 a.m., you're drinking at 7 a.m., brother going to be great you know sunday morning is one of our best days for people who 7 a.m sunday morning 
Time to get your drinky on. Come to our restaurants. This comes as House Bill 255, which state lawmakers passed in March, goes into effect tomorrow, now allowing Sunday morning alcohol sales. Other big changes effective tomorrow are the ban of mini liquor bottles for off-site consumption. But there are some things in the bill still on hold. It is frustrating. Restaurants seeking a Class B license, which expands existing beer and wine licenses to include spirits, will have to wait until their applications are approved. The New Mexico Restaurant Association... You can't do shots at 7 a.m.? That's some bull crap right there. Have they never been to a balloon fiesta? Come on. Association says so far, none have been issued. This is a full-on application with, um, you know, you, ha- you have to give fingerprints because they're looking at if you've ever had a felony before. So it's it takes time to do this. Range Cafe owner Matt DeGregory says they're seeking that license for their one location that doesn't serve spirits yet on Wyoming. He's worried with so many restaurants applying, it's going to be a lengthy process. I wouldn't be surprised if six months down the road we're still trying to figure out the details. Plus, re- All right, so uh, you'll soon be able to drink at uh, 7 a.m. At uh, When you're getting your uh, omelet or whatever. Maybe church will be fun now for some people. Well, sure. Uh, the Roswell uh, thing is happening. They are uh, celebrating the crash of a high-altitude spy balloon. A uh, local tourism thing based entirely on bullcrap that never happened. No. Was it a high-altitude spy balloon? No, it was Aliens. No, we were building high-altitude spy balloons and deploying them all over the West Coast. Eh, it was aliens. No, they were making them in Los Alamos and deploying them all over to spy on the Russians. Nah, it was aliens. Roswell <sighs> kicked off its annual UFO festival on Friday, complete with alien costumes, virtual UFO tours, and a parade. The festival began July 2nd and ends July 4th with a special Independence Day celebration. People from all around the state and country came to visit and take part. So we, we've been doing the uh, scavenger hunt passport for two days. Uh, we got here later on in the afternoon, so we did the first half, went to dinner. and now- All right, her, uh, the uh, wife here in the picture is wearing little uh, antennas, you know, them little bouncy antennas. In the second half. I got a lightsaber. <laughs> got a lightsaber. One couple was in the middle Child of a abuse. trip when they came upon the festival on accident. Well, we've been doing a road trip for a couple of weeks now that everything's opened up, going through New Mexico and Colorado on our way back to Texas. And we actually, this is just a happy accident. Uh, we drove in and the UFO festival was happening. So. I saw this place a couple years ago, and when I told my lady about it, we had to come. My lady. I told my lady, lady, there's a UFO festival in Roswell. It's all based on a bunch of bull crap. But uh, there you go. Uh, If you want to hear something really sad, they had the final radio dispatch for Sergeant Marty Martinez, who died in a balloon crash. This will just rip your guts out. Sergeant Marty Martinez. Yeah, 
stuff we will continue informative entertaining and predictably unpredictable along with some good advice from your uncle jim this is the jim villanucci show on 96.3 news radio kkob all right, this is the open topic rebuttal defend your honor hour. If you need to call back and respond to somebody who's been uh, heckling your ass. I, uh, the hell is that? I'm not like an expert on performance enhancing drugs, but I'm pretty sure marijuana doesn't make you run faster. I would like to say to my fans and my family of my sponsorship, um, to the haters too, I, I apologize as much as I'm disappointed. I know that when I submit a track, I don't represent myself. I represent a community that has shown me great support, great love. And to y'all, I, I failed y'all. And so I apologize for the fact that I didn't know how to control my emotions or deal with my emotions during that time but sitting here I, I just say don't judge me because I am human I'm, I'm you I just happen to run a little faster um I understand there's going to be people that still have something to say okay Shikari Richardson was uh on the way to the Olympics and then she got high first of all this does not uh Marijuana does not make you run faster. It's also a legal product. 
I guess, depending on which state you're in. But if you're on your way to the Olympics and you got multi-million dollar endorsements and you know you're going to have a drug test, maybe stay off the weed until after you get back from Tokyo. How many millions of dollars did Michael Phelps lose for hitting that bong? If you're going to be hitting a big bong, don't let your friends take pictures. Anyway, the whole thing's a darn shame. Uh, that is uh, one of the uh, topics that we haven't uh, gotten to yet, but man, I kind of feel bad for the girl. Mark wants to hit on all the topics. Hey, Mark. Hello. What's up? Hey, hey, Jimbo. How's it going? Thanks for being back on the air, sir. Hey, glad to be hey, here. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's like the Cheech and Chong thing is saying, you know, hey, how's my driving? Oh, I don't know. I think you're part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, three points, um, if I could make. I'll try to be quick. Um, they're, they're ah, Mark, we got time. It's, it's, we got time it's, right uh, on. Uh, it's a holiday uh, weekend. So to talk about. So much. To discuss. Yeah. So, so uh, here, black folks with guns. Okay, so you're probably familiar with the Mulford Act. Um, and, and if not, it, it's um, so assume this I'm was not. drafted in, in Oakland and California uh, to disarm the Black Panthers. I guess back in the day it was open carry and there was a lot of a police abuse uh, in Oakland at the time. And, and ironically, that was signed into law by Governor Ronald Reagan, um, who is a big proponent of the Second Amendment. But not for the Black Panthers. <laughs> I guess not. And, and but it, it just amazes me. It's like oh, you know, it begs to ask the question: Why do a lot of Black folks generally align themselves with the Democrats, who are are very open about restricting gun ownership? Just a little confusing there for me. All right, that's one topic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second topic: uh, sexual abuse of women. Uh, this actually gets in to the aspect of murder. So. I, I watched a Netflix special on the Green River serial killer. Oh, yeah. It's just phenomenal. I mean, I mean, just amazing. Gary Ridgway, who I think uh, admitted to 80 murders. And, and of course, he was frequenting uh, the women of the streets in Seattle at the time. And, and my question is, why didn't we at the time and, and now... Step off our moral high horse, you know, and and just get the women off the street, but maybe establish a brothel. I mean, it, it's you know, I, I I've been to Europe when I was in in the Air Force, and and you know, there are no women really walking the streets, but there is brothels, and and yeah, you know, that trade is legal. I have so, uh, I have been in support of the Nevada model of legal prostitution for a long time. Yes. That would be a great bill. If we can legalize marijuana, why not go there as well? Yeah, just do it, yeah. in, the, do it, do it in the rural counties. For some reason, it seems cleaner that way. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, the goal no. would be to get the women off the street, and, you know, you screen your customers, and, and uh, sure. it might have saved lives back in the 80s in Seattle, and, you know. And I don't know. But anyway, so here's my segue. <laughs> the Jeffrey Epstein Ranch. Yes, Twenty-seven point five million. Oh, what a deal! But it's just so f- 
creepy. Yeah, well, you put a little paint, a little lipstick and rouge, and, and we're in there. There's been a couple of bids on it already from two bills, I think, by the name of Clinton and Richardson. Oh, oh come on. That ain't right. <laughs> hey, hey and, and oh, that was my third point. So last quick point, uh, um, maybe if you could tell the story. I remember back in the day uh, you, you were hooking up with Gary Johnson, and you gave him that classic joke that he used during the presidential campaign. Yes. And I think you were uh, uh, partially responsible for that. That was awesome back in the day. I was a presidential campaign joke writer, yes. Yes, sir. Good good job. All hey, right. Thanks for letting me uh, voice. Uh, thanks, Mark. Voice. All right. Brian, you're on KKOB. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. You know, you started the show talking about if you wanted to be an American or not or take, take money to move out of the country. Uh, there's never been a better time for an average Joe to be alive than right now. And if you're an American citizen you've won the lottery. It's it's the golden ticket. I mean... But a billion dollars to live in Canada? Or or the sure. Caribbean? You ever, you ever heard that joke that Canada is like the apartment above a crack house? Sure. <laughs> anyway, the point I wanted to make is, I want to make an analogy that our country, in a lot of ways, is like a 40-year-old Florida condominium building. Uh, it's a nice place to be, you know, the view's nice, it's very pleasant, but there's a lot of deferred maintenance going on, and nobody wants to look really hard at what's happening to our country or pay the bill. You know, the whole, this, this collapse happened because the homeowners association, the owners, they all fought with each other, and they didn't want to pay to maintain their building. You know, they would move away, you know, sell their unit and move or whatever, but nobody wanted to pay the bill to maintain the building. And what happened? The building collapsed. And our country, we're at a really interesting point historically. Uh, we've never been so blessed. I mean, from the late 60s till now, the average Joe has done so well. There's never been more rich people in the world than right now. And most of them live in the United States. And most average Americans live a really good life compared to what existed in the past. So if you were and, born uh, in 1950s or the 1940s, 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, 70s, you had it made. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're you born now, do you, think, do you think if you're born now or you're a Gen Z or whatever, you're not going to have it as good? Well, we had change is the only constant in life is change. And we got some big changes on the horizon. Uh, the, the, country of China will be the world's largest economy in about 10 years. The, the climate is changing. You know, we're approaching 8 billion people on the planet. There's never been that many people on planet Earth. And we're headed towards 10 or 12 billion. People don't really know. So change is going to occur. It's how do we respond to it and do we act like mature adults and realize that we have to pay to have a great country to live in and pay our taxes and uh, take care of the things that have to be taken care of? Or we just, just pretend that everything's going to just be cool and we don't have to worry about it, and we could just, you know, la-di-da, tomorrow's another day, and then some catastrophe happens, you know, like, uh, like your building falls down if you lived in Florida. So these things are going to change. They always do. And uh, let's see where I want to go, where I want to finish. But... Uh, 
you do know, you, do it, you think never, it depends? Average, do you think it depends on what age you are? Because I think climate change is real. I think man-made climate change right. is real. I think the national debt's going to cripple the country someday. But you know, I'm fifty well, fifty-eight years old, thought. and I got to tell you, I'm starting not to care. And I know that's wrong. Well, so much of our society and our economy is just belief. People believe. You know, you pull a dollar bill out of your pocket and look at it. All that is is belief. There's no gold behind it. There's nothing. It's just the power of the federal government of the United States and our belief and belief that our lives will be better if we make the play for stability and plan for the future. But nobody wants to pay the bill. It's so many Americans are just about gimme, gimme, gimme. I pay my taxes. You owe me. I need, you know, I need health care. I need a housing. I need this. I need that. You got to give it to me because I'm here. But uh, that's not reality. And, uh, you know, these are interesting times. It's a great country to be in, but things will change. I appreciate the call. All right, open topics. Uh, We will continue with your calls and texts, 505-243-3333. Station 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. So last caller brought up a good point. When do you think this uh, Ponzi scheme is going to collapse? I think about 20, 25 years. It's fine for me. I used to care about things when I was younger. I tell you, every year goes by, I care less and less. And I know that's wrong. Sometimes I pretend to care. Mostly I don't, really. I don't have kids. It's going to be two degrees hotter. Eh, screw it. What do I care? Country's going to be $30 trillion in debt. Eh, what do I care? I'm not going to pay it. It's not good. I'm not a good person. Carl Nassib's Raiders jersey is now the top seller after he comes out as gay. Yes, top seller. Gay Raider jersey. Now to an historic moment today for the National Football League. Las Vegas Raiders player Carl Nassib announced that he is gay, making him the first active NFL player to come out. Eyewitness News reporter Alex Cheney live in our newsroom. He's hearing from the Raiders and the NFL commissioner. What are they saying, Alex? Yeah, thank you, Mark. Carl Nassib is a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, and now he's the first active NFL player to come out as gay. He made the announcement earlier today in a post on Instagram. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Nassib is 28 years old, a five-year NFL veteran who previously played with the Cleveland Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nassib thanked his coaches, teammates, and the NFL for their support, saying, quote, I would not be able to do this without them, he wrote in his Instagram post. You might also remember Michael Sam, a defensive lineman who played college football at Missouri. He announced that he was gay before he was chosen in the seventh round of the 2014 draft. The Rams, then based in St. Louis, cut Sam at at the end of training camp, Sam never played in a regular season game. Reaction is pouring into Nassib's announcement. The Raiders quickly showed their support, writing, proud of you, Carl. Also, the NFL's official Twitter account followed suit with a message that read, the NFL family is proud of you, Carl. And Glad released a statement saying in part that Nassib's announcement sends a strong message to so many LGBTQ people, especially youth, that they too 
can one day grow up to be and succeed as a professional athlete like him. Nassib made his announcement during uh, a, a quote that he made on his Instagram post. He also said that earlier he would be willing to make a, a donation of $100,000 to the Trevor Project, a nonprofit group that focuses on suicide prevention efforts. Anyway, his, uh, his jersey is the top-selling jersey right now. You know, when I think a Raider fan, I think uh, criminal. I don't think gay necessarily. Right, like gang member. You know what I'm saying. You know Raider fans. Uh, do you have a team? Yes, unfortunately, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, that's a hard way to go. By the way, there are some great movies coming out this year. Have you seen the uh, trailer for the young Tony Soprano movie? It's called The Many Saints of Newark. When I was a kid, guys like me were brought up to follow toads. Hey, jerk off. What'd you say? What? Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us. He's a leader. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family. Takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador of England or France. You're my nephew. My life to gamble. I want to do whatever I can to help you. you make me your can't get stuff like that. Anyway, uh, you can't see it, the, the video, obviously, but it looks awesome. It sounds really good. And the other movie I'm really looking forward to. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. Two versus one. 
Hey, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> well, that just looks awesome. Coming this summer, apparently. Top Gun Maverick, the uh, other movie that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, for those of you familiar with uh, Gangster Meyer Lansky, uh, Harvey Cartel is uh, uh, starring in this one, and this just looks great. Mr. Lansky, is there such a thing as organized crime? I have no knowledge on the subject. Pleasure. Why does David Snow want to write a book about me? Maybe I like stories about complicated people. Anything I choose to tell you is off the record until I give you permission to put it in the book. Any conversations you have about me, I want to know. Betray me, and there will be consequences. I don't have the power to change my past. I do have the power to change the perception of it. Business from the ground up. We don't choose sides. We choose opportunities. Make him feel it, Benny. No. They still consider you part of the underworld. We weren't the underworld. We were the overworld. Lansky has three hundred million dollars squirreled away, and we want your help finding it. And we could let it slip to Mr. Lansky that you've been sharing his secrets. That's not going to go well for you. There are people in this world who will try to make you believe that they are better than you. Rage is a tool we use to prove them wrong. I don't question the choices I make. We've got a paper trail of laundered money going in and out of Geneva. You lose your character, you lose everything. Remember that. Never let your emotions dictate your actions. I'm an angel with a dirty face. Say what you tell yourself so you can sleep at night. I don't have to tell myself anything when I go to sleep at night. Probably the most successful uh, mob in American history, Meyer Lansky. Uh, you know, they always give Bugsy Siegel credit for founding Las Vegas, but it was really Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky was probably the one that had Bugsy killed. Rick the Mortgage Grandfather has been in the building and loan business since 1976. In that time, he's helped folks realize the American dream of owning a home. He wants to help you, too. Get a free quote at whatyourrate.com. That's whatyourrate.com. Give him a call and let him help you with your mortgage. 505-EZR-NEXA. 505-EZR-NEXA, themortgagegrandfather.com. Currently averaging about 15 days to close on a deal. It's helped a lot of our listeners already. NMLS 212-841-505-EZR-NEXA is the phone number. Open topics will continue on the other side. 
Call or text 505-243-3333. A few good shows to watch. Thanks. Hi, Jim. Many of us get auto warranty calls. Now I get home warranty calls in case I need a new appliance. Worst yet, calls to get your coffin, grave, and other funeral costs. Happy 4th to you. Yeah. I will say that the uh, the, the robocalls have uh, slowed down recently. At least for me, they have. I don't know. Uh, Ethan has some movie recommendations. Well, it's more like anti-movie recommendations, oh. Jim, because I have been... I'm really dying to see a good movie, and I've been trying some of the new stuff on Netflix. Is it just me, or is it kind of? Are we in kind of a dead zone? We're in a dead uh, zone. Streaming wise, I tried Manifest, that show on new show on Netflix. I didn't think much of it. I tried Sweet Tooth. I thought that was lame, even though everybody else seems to think it's great. That new Liam Neeson movie, I can't quite remember the title of it. He's made so many. Not his, certainly not worth <laughs> watching all the way through. I did want to let you know, though, that Top Gun has been moved back to a November release. Oh, come on. Yeah, so I would, which I do not get because that's a perfect summer blockbuster. Maverick and the gang, Goose. Well, Goose is dead, but you yeah, know what I mean. Sure. Uh, you know, earlier, Jim, speak, staying on the topic of movies, Brian called to say that, uh, you know, we're kind of living on belief and uh, the economy is just a couple steps from uh, total implosion and he may be right but I've always wondered what is it gonna look like here in America after that happens like is it supposed to be a kind of a Great Depression sort of thing where we're all wearing shabby clothes and standing in soup lines or is it gonna be something more you know road warrior-esque you know, you think of all those post-apocalyptic movies. Uh, is it going to be kind of like Blade Runner or like The Terminator, where in the future it's like machines are ruling the Earth? Is it going to be you know, wandering the wasteland like Book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington? Uh, you know, what is our post-implosion you know, the one that, look like? The one that scared me was, was it Justin Timberlake? He was in that movie... Where if if you ran out of time, you just died. Did you ever see that one? Oh, I, I think it was called I don't think I Out of Time one. or something. Anyway, it, he uh, it was all based on how much money you had, and people would walk around with this like uh, green clock on their forearm, and it would tell you you know how much time you had to live, and when it went to zero, then you just died. Um, it was it was really scary. I think it's going to be like that. No, I have no idea. Would you would you want to know? Would you want to know, Jim? You know, assuming that there is such a thing as a destiny for all of us, and no, it's all predetermined. Would you want to know the exact moment you're supposed to die? I, you know, I've thought about that. I bet you have. I used to say I used to say I was one of the minority of people that would say yes, but now I'm not so sure. I well. No, I get why that's not exactly an easy question to answer. I think I would want to know, because then you might be able to plan, uh, you know, I, I'm not even sure what I would want to plan, but I think I would really want to know when it was the exact moment that I'm supposed to die. What about you, Steph? I don't know. I think I'd be trying to rush around, trying to do so many things before I died. 
But what if but what if it was so live would, the rest of my days? What if I'd it was a far away, What if it was it. a real far away number? Then you'd be worried yeah, you if, were going to run out of money. There's no good. There's no good news there. I, I don't right. think it's 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 very tough either way, Jim. We're all going to perish at some point. But I mean, I guess the argument in favor of knowing the exact moment you're going to die. Let's say it's let's say for the sake of argument, it's six years away. Well, maybe you could get some things in order between now and then, as opposed to it just happening and like, oh crap, I didn't get to do. I didn't get to do that thing that I told myself to do before I bit the dust. Well, here's the thing. Say you don't want to know, but then somebody yeah. somebody hands you an envelope with the date in it. You're going to open it. You would <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way you You're going to open that open mail. Mhm. Definitely true. I would like you to know, imagine earlier, that I'll be um I forget his name, but in Armageddon when he has his spot picked out for the end of the world, I guess that's what I would do. His spot picked out? His spot. Remember in Armageddon oh, when they were spot. on the moon and he had his place uh, to watch the end of the world? I guess that's what I would want. I guess I'd pick out a spot to actually go. But you know what would be odd, though, uh, if you think about it? If everybody did know, then there would be oh, a be lot chaos. of chaotic things it'd going on all the time. Oh, there's a, there's a, a short list of people who uh, might be dead if I had six days to live. No, exactly. And if and if everybody knew they only had X number of days, then you can imagine that there would be a lot of upheaval, yeah. chaos, crazy things happening all the time. I'd kill be, some people and run up my credit cards, I'll tell you that. That's right. There'd be some there'd be some celebrity women that I'd be following around and, and trying to sure. do things. You know, Jim, uh you mentioned before movies about Vegas you like. One movie that I like a lot that is kind of way under the radar, it's called The Cooler. Did you ever see that? Yeah, the With Macy Macy's Macy. in that. Yeah, that's a yeah. great movie. And Alec Baldwin. I yeah. I've always liked that one. It's uh very under the radar. Did you ever see the Mississippi Grind? Hmm, it's a great gambling. I forget who's in it, but it's about these these two random guys that meet up and make fast friends. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but they they go on like a gambling binge down the Mississippi on like hmm. river boats and stuff. And in the end, is it like take place in the old days? It's one of the few like gambling the movies that has a happy ending. I'll just say that. All right, I'll, I'll keep it in Mississippi Grind. Another yeah. good one. I don't know, it's not about Vegas particularly. I think right. it's really more about Reno, what about Bugsy? remembering it right. What about Bugsy? Bugsy? No, I like Bugsy. Warren Beatty? Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, this one is called Hard Eight. Did you ever see that? I saw Hard Eight. Did you see Lucky You? Lucky You? I never saw that. I think it's Eric Bana and... Uh, uh, yeah, who's that little girl that was in... Uh, Oh, it's killing Nicole me now. Banning? The little girl. No, the little girl that was, she's not little anymore, but she was in E.T. Drew Barrymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Barry, uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Okay. Last and Robert time, Jim, Duvall is it. in Lucky You, I believe. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's always reliable. Sure. Uh, I'll leave you with a, tr- I'll leave you with one trivia, movie trivia question since we're, we were talking about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise only made two films with legendary director Steven Spielberg. Name either of those two films. With Spielberg? Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Don't look it up on Google. I'm not. Did Spielberg uh, do Legend? Nope. I have no idea. What were they? They were Minority Report, which is 
pretty excellent science fiction, and War of the Worlds. Another excellent science fiction film. Both very good, well worth seeing. Very big spectacle films, and Tom Cruise is dynamite in both. So somebody wanted some uh, Netflix shows. If you haven't seen Bloodline, it's very good. It's set in the Florida Keys about a close-knit family whose secrets and scars come out. Uh, Emily in Paris, eh, it's all right. Uh, I'm just scrolling through Halston. There's a movie about the legendary fashion designer Halston that's not bad. Mm, You know, I'm scrolling through the top 200 best movies and shows on Netflix, and I'm trying to recommend the ones that I've uh, I've seen. Outer Banks. There you go. Coming of age story that follows a tight knit group of local teens on the uh, the Outer Banks of the Carolinas. That's pretty good. Designated Survivor. Uh, I've been going back and uh, watching um, Blacklist. I'm currently up to about season three on that. It's pretty good. House of Cards, obviously. Seven Seconds. Collateral. If you haven't seen all the Dave Chappelle comedy specials, the Chris Rock, Tom Segura comedy specials, Ozark, I would highly recommend. I I think Ozark's still the best thing that's ever been done as far as a uh, TV streaming show. I did like that Gambit. Oh, the Queen's Gambit was fantastic, yeah. Narcos is, uh, is good. There's, there, it seems like the uh, there's a, a drought in movies right now, but the uh, TV shows are better. Longmire, do you see Longmire? No. Grace and Frankie haven't uh, gotten into that. <laughs> Bridgerton is okay. There's something called You. It's about a uh, dude that. Uh, Stalks this girl. It's pretty entertaining. You wouldn't think so, but it is. The Crown, I thought, was good. Some good stuff out there. Uh, Brian, you're on Kiki OB. Hello. Yeah, well, the problem with the movie business is they gear their films for the international market now, right? Like, they always sanitize or shape their movies so that they'll appeal to the Chinese or the Indians or whoever. So that's why we get all these idiotic comic book movies, in my opinion. Uh, the reason I called back was uh, you you were talking about her playing Top Gun promos. I was curious, did you ever meet Tom Cruise? I never, no, no. Yeah, probably one of the weirdest people in, on the planet. But anyway. Uh, I uh, wouldn't then, disagree with that. <laughs> also, earlier you were slamming UFOs and talking about uh, yes. oh, the high-altitude balloon yes. and all that. I just, uh, I, I don't know if you're just doing that just to get a rise out of people. Yeah. But I think there's something to it. Uh, if you're really, really interested, there's some excellent YouTube videos. There was a uh, Navy lieutenant commander with years of experience in F-14s, and he describes his experience off the coast of Mexico with a UFO encounter, and it's very, it's very good. And it's, in my mind, it's very legit. And I've heard, I've heard other 
pilots talk about UFO encounters. No, I think there's UFOs. I, I I think there's stuff that's happened. I just don't think I think Roswell's like the stupidest version of it. Well, let's put it. Let's reframe it a little bit. Uh, right now, there's high altitude balloon research going on with internet distribution, and it's it's Alphabet, the company that owns Google, mm-hmm. is funding it. It's called Project Loon. And they've been launching these high-altitude balloons, which you can see on aviation air traffic maps. There's a Flight 24 where you can track airplanes that fly across America. But anyway, those balloons are like up at uh, 50,000, 60,000 feet, and they move at like five knots. They don't move very fast. If you're going to launch a high-altitude balloon to spy on the Soviets, you would launch it in like Finland or Poland or somewhere much closer to Russia. You would launch yeah. it on the west coast of the United States. Or they were weather balloons. It could be. But when you think about it, back when this incident supposedly happened, all the nuclear weapons in the world were where? In 1947 or six, whatever it was. I mean, they were tested here. I mean, when you say... They were in New Mexico. Yeah. They were in New Mexico. The Army Air Corps, all their bombers that were nuclear capable were based in Roswell. The nuclear weapons were made in Los Alamos, uh, engineered to be delivered in Sandia, and then shipped down to Roswell, where the bomber, that's where the bomber wing was based, and that's where all the nuclear weapons the United States had were in that era. So... There's a lot of intriguing facts. I mean, I'm not saying it's 100%, but uh, but you go to modern times and what modern military people are seeing on their radars and what pilots are encountering. Right. It's very, very intriguing. And it could be drones. I mean, who says there's people in them or aliens in them? They could be sending drones to monitor Earth. Who knows? You know, most people walk around, they don't pay attention to the sky. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, you, you, live, you lived out east. It's so humid and hazy, you can't see more than 5 or 10 miles most of the time anyway. Right. So it's only when you're out west where the sky is starry, you know, starry lit skies all night long, or people that are up in the sky, as, you know, like military aviators, that they're the ones that notice it and their radars pick it up. So uh, if anybody's interested, there's some really good stuff. There's a podcast called the fighter pilot podcast and they do an episode on ufos and they talk about that navy encounter and there's been multiple other encounters too that are very very intriguing there was there was a uh what was it japan Airlines 747 that was being tailed over the skies of alaska or canada and alaska and the pilot was so freaked out he landed the plane in anchorage Hmm. all right thanks brian uh diane wants to talk about tom cruise hey diane Hello? Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, oh, hi. Um, well, um, I just wanted to let you know that um, my daughter and I were uh, extras on Born on the Fourth of July with Tom oh. Cruise. Yeah. And she was uh, six years old at the time. I guess it was 1986. And um, after some scenes, Tom Cruise, uh, who was married to uh, Mimi Rogers at the time, they were both there greeting every all the kids signing autographs and usually on a movie set you're not even supposed to talk to the stars some even say don't make eye contact tom cruise was the nicest person no i believe that he was so sweet and not only that um 
after it, I also got to meet um, the person it was uh, about. Um, the, he's passed away now. Um, I can't think of his name, but the actual person that Tom Cruise played. Oh, Ron Kovic? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. I got to meet him on the set, nicest person. He was so sweet. And I got to meet Richard, I think his name is Richard Dye. He's, um, I met him at Neiman Marcus during the shoot, and I told him I'd been an extra on Born on the Fourth of July because he's the advisor for all the military shows, and and he's in a lot of the military shows himself. He's very handsome, and he ta- and he was out. I was spraying people, you know, with perfume at Neiman Marcus, <laughs> and and uh, I didn't spray him, but he was trying to find a uh, beautiful perfume bottle for his wife to take back to Hollywood because. They lived in the Hollywood Hills. So it was a great experience, and I really enjoyed uh, Born on the Fourth of July. It's a good uh, movie. The great movie. It, it doesn't surprise me that Tom Cruise would be overly friendly. Uh, Bert, you're on Kiki O.B. Hello. Yes, sir. You were talking about death. On one hand, death is an inevitable reality. But on the other hand, death is only a horizon we can't see past because of our lack of faith in our Creator. So our own beginning and end will always elude us, which makes the enigma of life insoluble by human wisdom. And so the theories of right and wrong or good and evil will remain at variance as long as man remains on earth, blinded by his own vanity, and all thoughts that our own destinies are in our own hands is also a futile vanity. Thank you, sir. Mind on that happy note. News Radio, KKOB. Hey, Jim, I just reinstated my Netflix after five years. If you run out of things to talk about, oh, that happened about two hours ago. Uh, could you recommend it? The National Museum of Nuclear Science and History has a new toy. And Money Guy Pablo's Panagopoulos at 5. Show starts at 3 at 96.3 News Radio, KPOB. All right, we had a uh, lady and her daughter, I guess, that worked on this movie. It's pretty cool. I couldn't wait to fight my first war. We got him! We got him! Oh, Daddy, the soldier! The force has been passed to a new generation of Americans. Your brother's a hard worker, Tommy. You're gonna lose. School, sports, life. As long as you do your best. That's what matters to God. First off, young men, let's get one thing straight. There is nothing prouder as a United States Marine. Our dad's got to go to WW2. This is our chance to do something. You should think about what you're doing. You could get yourself killed. Did you ever think about that? Help me, Jesus. Help me to make the right decision. Sometimes I just like to stay here and never leave. But I gotta go. 13,000 miles. It's a long way to go to fight a war. Don't you know what it means to me to be a Marine, Dad? Ever since I was a kid, I've wanted this. I wanted to serve my country. I want to go to Vietnam. I'll die there if I have to. There's something happening in here. Chicago has an Alice in Wonderland quality about it. Things are getting curiouser and curiouser. Come on, get up there, get up there. Keep going, keep going, come on. Stop, stop, stop. 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 Stop, stop, stop.
children. Forgot how good that movie was. Uh, David, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, man. Hey, Turned, man. Uh, Getting in late today. Yeah, I was tired. I was tired. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you turned you turned a local local hour into a movie hour. What happened? Oh, I don't know. Just uh, saw some uh, uh, pro, uh, previews. I thought were good. Oh man, there goes a the dragon. There goes the dragon. Uh, no, there goes a the dragon. I'm looking at a dragon right now. Oh, okay, I'm that off. One of those dragon lizards, the uh, long nosed uh, leopard, whatever. Anyway, uh, leopard lizard, something like that. Um, they're pretty cool. Um, but hey, I, uh, movies. I had a. This is a interesting bit of trivia, at least to me, anyway. So, I, I, the woman you're talking about, ET, the woman who wrote ET, the screenwriter, uh-huh. Matheson. Yeah, yeah. She uh, served me a, a glass of wine. Had a glass of wine with her well, at her house. Nice. Yeah, and her her husband wasn't home. Harrison Ford. I don't. Uh, okay. Well, good for oh, you. you know, I, yeah, well, you know how you how you lie with statistics. You just give certain facts and not the others, and you can make it look, look however you want it to look, right? You were drinking wine with Harrison Ford's wife. True story. All right, I believe you. And and my girl, my girlfriend was there too. It was just the three of us. Okay. Good times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, local local stuff. Uh, how about? That uh, did you do any more research on that CYFD thing, or the or the governor having secret meetings? They're kind of related. This uh, secrecy in New Mexico government. Not really. I got people for that. Mostly you. <laughs> I thought I I thought I had you, so I was taking a week off too. I, I, last news article I read on it was uh, the one that I read. Yeah, I don't think there's been any new news on it. I looked a couple. I days got ago, I got some that, audio of Harrison Ford crashing his plane. Yeah, he shouldn't be flying. He shouldn't be flying anymore. I don't think. But no. Yeah, let's hear. It. Yeah, um, he's he's got uh, quite a bit of quite a few airplanes out there in Jackson. He's got a his business jet, of course. No, oh, I love Jackson. You, you been there? Oh, Obviously. a bunch of times. Yeah, I love it up there. What what, what what what's what's your favorite about Jackson? I like the town. I, I I like the mountains. I like everything about it. It's gorgeous up there. What? Yeah, it is. Where, where like, did you uh, t- Tie me up, tie me down. The Thai restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good Thai food. More. Yeah, for sure. I haven't eaten there. I was back. It was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long that restaurant's been around. I was back there quite a long time ago. And I used to spend most of my time out in the mountains as opposed to in town, anyway. Except when I was at the Million Dollar Cowboy Bar. Oh. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, have a good okay. fourth, everybody. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow, but me and me and Big J Hammer won't be here. Well, she'll be doing other stuff. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who 
There's pride in every 